2: The Around the NFL Podcast. This is how we do it.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. All right. The boss is back. To have
4: the whole gang back together.
3: Back from Hawaii.
4: Yeah. Pretty sweet. Any
3: Brady Bunch like uh, curses going on, or anything <laughs> that would be re- you know something to fun to report back on?
4: Brady Bunch curses? Yeah. What does that mean?
3: Oh, uh, Mark, you know. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. a oh, very last. special
2: two-part episode of the Brady Bunch where they. The two no. of the children unearthed uh, some sort of medallion that was buried if it's I, good I recall.
4: To see I left for a week, but the nineteen sixties references remain usually not dan involved no every but, time
5: the medallion makes an appearance in that show doesn't isn't there some kind of like doo do yeah
4: doo
2: sounds about right
3: Brady Bunch is also nineteen seventies correct yeah um but welcome back. We did miss you. we had both uh you know we had Lindsay in last week, so that was nice she she did a nice job filling in for you but Listen, there's no substitute for the actual boss, let's face it.
4: Well, you guys did a great job. Um, I listened to every podcast the minute it came out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I thought Mark it. especially was fantastic. I hope TD rewarded him for
3: it. Mark wasn't here last week. Oh, that's so. a
4: good. No, that's not true.
3: <laughs> that was a test.
4: <laughs> he was?
3: <laughs> Mark is here. Mark was there, and he's still with us, still alive. Uh, we have a very nice show today. and Yeah, Greg, welcome back, bud. Thanks. Very nice show today, and a lot of stuff to get to um, as we inch closer and closer. I'm surprised
4: to... you didn't lead off with some like July Fourth shenanigans that you guys were all doing. I mean, oh, we was, did go. We I went to the Dodger just, game on Friday. Night. I was just watching kids and you know sitting by the pool, which was very nice.
2: Well, that would recall. You know, that would ask us to recall most of it. <laughs> <laughs> we Mark and I had some good fun on Saturday night.
3: Oh, that that was a, a West Fest.
2: Yeah,
5: we had another WrestleMania.
3: Oh, uh, WrestleMania too.
5: Mania. Yeah. It was a good time.
3: My my life doesn't include July 4th parties because my son must be asleep by 8 p.m. or he turns into, like, a gremlin monster. Uh, so I missed out on that, but I'm sure it was a lot of fun.
5: <laughs> you had enough fun the night before.
3: Yeah, we went to the Dodger game. Damashek was with us. Um, Henry. And handsome Hank, and we, we uh, enjoyed that, so that was fun. So, yeah, all good times. Greg in Hawaii doing his thing, but now he's back. And we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about, you know, the um, Making the Leap series is now uh, halfway through, more than halfway through. So we felt like this was a good time to to check in um, on the Making the Leap series uh, with a segment that I like to call Fake It Till You Make It, colon, making a point to make some observations about making the leap. Mouthful.
4: (laughs) Very catchy. Yeah. Hey, whatever happened to the title, Making the Leap?
3: Well, no. It's, look, fake it till you make it, colon, making a point to make some observations about making the leap. It's all now, there.
2: Now that Dan is not involved in making the leap, He's just openly poking fun at the rest of the group for having He's to do this. He's just trying to torpedo it. He's he <laughs> trolling it.
4: it. He sees it as competition for his big fan pain rankings coming out next week. A lot of heat between the two two segments.
3: Warring factions. I, I definitely I thought I was a good sell, but you could say that it wasn't. Um, well, also one thing you know we wanted to touch on. We'll touch on later in the show. Is uh, actually you know I'll save it. I'll I'll save what we're going to do after. Um, fake it till you make it. Making a point to make some observations wow. about making the league. <laughs> Um, Are you gonna
5: say that whole thing every
3: time? Well, that's a segment name, guys. It's a very important list, and it's something that deserves respect. And um, but before any of that, we're gonna check behind the glass uh, with TD, who I'm sure uh, you know had a nice weekend himself. We're not going to ask him about it, but I'm sure it was nice.
6: It was great. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'll get to the answer later, but just real quick, your title has more words than the rise of the planets of the apes, which is not a good thing. But also, also okay. has more punctuation than Star Trek Into Darkness, which has no punctuation at all.
3: Hmm. You know, I mean, something, it's, something to chew on. More yeah. sci-fi gibberish from TD. Yeah, I didn't catch a word of that. Uh, why don't we uh, do some news before we, we could, do that? What, what's up? I got to say, is again? there a, like an MVP again, again or something?
6: No, not that. <laughs> You guys are big fans of The Office, well, Dan and Mark. Sure. And you guys are big fans of um, Aaron, who was on The Office for like the latter couple of seasons. Oh, yes, yes. If you haven't seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, yes, put whatever, put down whatever you're doing and go check it out now. It's a great, great show. You're absolutely show. right.
3: I I vouch for fantastic. that. I tore through that series, and I really oh, enjoyed man. it. I was Un- going to watch
6: a movie this weekend, but I just watched that, and it was fantastic.
3: Unbreakable
5: Kimmy
4: Schmidt? Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. All right. It's great. It's awesome.
3: And that was uh, TV reviews. With I know. TV.
4: We don't give TV re- reviews. Why do you get to give them? Well, I got to bring some of the table.
3: I got some. I got <laughs> How
4: about some good producing?
3: <laughs> well, everybody yeah, calm down. Everybody. Let's get in better spirits, okay? I know. Terrible Tuesdays, as they call them. Up next, hump day. What's after that? You know what I mean? But let's have a nice show. Tedious News. Let's do it. Before that. Oh, my right.
6: God. <laughs> I mean, because our, you know, a main man, the Gold Standard, would be pretty upset if we didn't mention that. You team USA won the World Cup on Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah. So congratulations, Team USA. Good job, ladies. It's great. Good stuff.
3: We uh, had
5: a good time watching that.
3: See? We have nothing but respect for the great champions of the United States. Hey, TD, let's do some news. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about sex.
4: Wait, <laughs> What? <laughs> <My love. laughs> I know what that's from. Russell Wilson. Russell.
3: Uh, arrogant in
4: the abstinence. Well, if you're not going to
5: have it, you better talk about it.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, we're talking
5: about
6: sex. Yeah. I loved it, though. It was, it was Russell quarterback speak actually being real for once, in his realm anyway. And then, obviously, he went on to say,
3: I ain't going to lie to y'all now. I need y'all to pray for us. <laughs> I know y'all seen it on the screen now. I don't like Russell Wilson that much. <laughs> I d- oh, jeez.
5: <laughs> I'm Whatever. with you on that one.
3: Nah, he's a you know, n- very nice quarterback and, and all that, but I could do without some of the personal life Russell Wilson stuff coming through. Hey, he was a church, though. That's ah, good. I like I like he's a good man. He's a holy man. I take it back. I like Russell Wilson. <laughs> Let's start with uh, some July 4th shenanigans. We were talking about that. And Wes, I don't know if there were any fireworks. I know there was probably some fireworks. Metaphorical? drift at old Westling uh, Manor in the old uh, West Cave, as I call it, uh, that night. But I was curious if there were any fireworks that were do- sent off from your uh, condo.
5: Well, I live in Marina del Rey, and they have a huge fireworks display. You can barely get into that section of Los Angeles on 4th of July because it's such a big Event, but uh, Mark and I and Colleen Wolf and a few other people watched the fireworks from, right. uh, well,
3: from the water. What I'm trying to say is that you did it from a, a standpoint of let the professionals handle it. That's not what yes. uh, Jason Pierre Paul did. And let's let's talk about that on the 4th of July. Uh, Pierre Paul, of course, the Giants star pass rusher, um, was injured, he injured his hand. Uh, potentially severely, or or at least enough where it's kept him in the hospital uh, when he let off some fireworks. This is something that came out on Sunday. And here's the update that we got on Tuesday. Kim Jones, our one of our NFL media people, says that athletic trainer Ronnie Barnes uh, visited JPP at a Miami hospital. A team source told Jones that they believe the pass rusher is, quote, doing okay. Of course, the Giants, um, you know, assigned their franchise tag to JPP. They also had a long-term contract offer on the table that they pulled after this happened for what seems to be obvious reasons. Um, Greg, we'll start with you on this. Uh, What were your thoughts when you found out about this, and what do you think it could mean for the Giants and Jason Pierre-Paul?
4: Well, I thought there's always some story on July 4th weekend of some player doing something stupid, and this could be one of the more costly boneheaded moves ever. We still, as we're taping this, don't know the details of how long he might be out or whether he will be out at all at the beginning of the season, but he's not going to get that long-term money from the Giants this year, I don't think. They'll have to wait and see. I remember hearing at
2: the Combine that that with JPP specifically, there were concerns inside the organization about his maturity, and he was a little bit of a tough guy to deal with. It wasn't dominant, because we haven't heard a lot of that, but you know, this is probably not the first guy in the Giants roster that just stay home. Don't do anything stupid. Well, it's an accident. If you though. check out
3: his Instagram page, the day of this incident, before it went down, he has an entire U-Haul van, apparently, that was filled with fireworks and he's just, like, he's singing a song, and it's all gibberish, and he's holding his young son. And just, like, geez, like, I, 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 if the Giants have some trepidation about whether this is a guy they want to do long-term business with, like, I kind of get it, especially after what ended up happening. What a mess, and what a horrible situation. And... If there's a positive to it is, listen, I was working the shift when this was all coming down. There were some grisly reports like he lost parts of his hand and fingers. Now, we still don't know exactly what happened. It sounds like there was some flesh burning and potential nerve damage we've heard. But it could have been a lot worse. It's just scared to imagine how bad it could have been. It's
5: 2015. Can't we have better entertainment for our events than fireworks, which have been around since the 600s? Well, and
2: have not improved, frankly. Fireworks.
4: Right. What's, the major, what's no. the
5: major breakthrough in fireworks technology over the last 1,400 years?
4: I'm always amazed about yeah. that people watch fireworks on TV. That's ridiculous. It seems like the most insane thing ever. Yeah, that like, makes no couldn't sense. Couldn't you do... Can you play a video game that would simulate fireworks? You could do that any day of the year.
2: Yeah, but on the spectrum of what's on TV, not even halfway the dumbest stuff that people watch on TV. So it's (laughs) not that surprising. But as
4: a kid, I was never – you know, I felt like as a kid, it was one of those things that your parents were like, oh, get the kids out. They're going to be really excited for this (laughs) fireworks show. And it's almost like once you're eight, nine years old, you're like – you're almost pretending to enjoy it more for your parents when really you're like, wasn't this the same last year? Once you've seen Childhood one firework, wonder.
3: you've seen them all. <laughs> I've, I, I have an <laughs> uncle that I'm close with that to this day, whenever he watches fireworks, he he tears up. I think he connects it with his own father who's no longer with us. People, there is something about yeah. fireworks, but just you don't have to set them off yourself, especially if you're about to sign a fifteen million dollar one year contract. Come on.
2: Well, we don't you know better. though. We don't know what the circumstances yeah. were, so it's truly totally, what if he saw like a child hovering near the fireworks and he ran over to get the <laughs> child away, and then he's a hero
4: three
3: years, three weeks. You from think now? that's what happened?
4: I don't think so, but we just don't. You we, think in, his in agent might have floated
3: that if that was the case?
4: Well, the well, sure. The public information officer spoke uh, with our uh, desk downstairs at NFL Media saying The department actually did investigate whether he was using illegal fireworks. They determined uh, it didn't take place in the jurisdiction. It Doesn't seem like he's going to get in any legal trouble for this, although fireworks are mostly illegal in Florida. It is really stupid, but it kind of gets me that people are oh, I can't believe how stupid this guy. Well, he's stupid just because it blew up in his hand. What like a million people use fireworks and Basically, they're
5: stupid too.
3: Right,
4: I guess they're all everyone's stupid, but everyone's ch- stupid. All the time.
5: Don't you think whatever happens in 16 (laughs) games this year means so much more than this fireworks incident when it comes to his contract?
4: Absolutely. His contract, and we have no idea. Maybe he will be ready for week one. Maybe he's going to miss half the season, which would be a huge loss for the Giants, a team that does not have any other pass rushers.
3: Uh, More stupid behavior. Uh, Green Bay Packers tight end Andrew Corliss uh, was arrested uh, early Saturday morning and charged with misdemeanor discharging of a firearm in public. Uh, the Miami Beach Police Department confirmed to NFL media uh, this coming after uh, officers responded to a call of two shots being fired in the uh, 500th block of Lennox Avenue in Miami Beach. Following an argument between two males and a group of women near a parking garage, Corliss was attempting to hide his gun in a potted plant near a local bar when uh, he was arrested and police match those rounds from the gun to those found near the parking garage. So, Andrew Corliss, who as rec- uh, very recently Aaron Rodgers was talking him up as a guy ready to take the, quote, jump in 2015, gets himself into hot water, and this is not a good look.
5: It's a rest season. Mm. Late June, early July, that's a rest season in the NFL. So, you think these things happen? Uh, I, it, there's a report that the Packers won't cut him, so they'll probably be forgotten about in a
2: month. It definitely will, and really, the stuff we're hearing about now is only the stuff that becomes official through police channels and the news. I mean, what these teams are dealing with on the average, which is a massive roster right now before you cut it down, the issues that some of these players have and the drama that the team finds out about that we'll never even hear about, this feels low drama compared to some of it.
3: Unless it's definitely... One strike or two strikes against them, you'd think it puts you on yeah. watch within the organization. It's not a good it's not a good look at all.
2: not a great look, no, it's like
5: something out of ballers.
3: It is something out of Ballers, which by the way, not a good show I agree and by the way, Hollywood, I do not know who told Hollywood we want more entourage. I don't know what who told who told Hollywood that that entourage movie should have happened. And I don't know who said that this show, Ballers should turn into the new entourage. All that's bad. People shouldn't watch it. <laughs> My feeling. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, Odell Beckham Jr., your boy, Wes. He j- he's doing the body issue. You're not going to believe this, but Odell Beckham agreed to pose nude for ESPN's The Body Issue. Along
5: is- with a trio of Colts offensive linemen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Um, and in <laughs> the accompanying interview had this to say, you know, feel bad for odb because that the catch he made against the cowboys that one-handed catch it's not allowing people to see the true greatness that is odell beckham quote it's unfortunate in a way to to be known only for the catch there were so many other things i did during the season it's hard for me to distinguish myself because of that catch i know that i'm more than that but at least people know you you know what i mean
5: He's exactly right. I mean, of course I'm going to agree with him because I said the exact same thing a week ago on this podcast, that people who— Maybe he was listening. His only critics are people who don't watch the game film and think he's only a product of one catch. Who is a critic of him other than his often— There's a lot of people who say you can't crown him after one year, and we need to see another year or two out of him before we can say he's
3: great. But I feel that, but that has nothing to do with me thinking that catch overshadowed how good he was.
5: Well, I think that you wouldn't feel that way unless you watched the game film and saw that that he, that he was much more than
4: just a so that's actor. almost like a philosophy that you maybe wouldn't crown any player after one exactly. season where he missed six games you know you you would Why? basically think, let's let's see it again because the NFL is about doing well, it Well I need after to see year. it from
5: Tom Brady a 16th time. Well I mean, what, uh, you don't
3: see a difference there?
5: No, I think that if okay. it's on game film it happened. It you can see the traits is what I'm saying. You can see that Odell Beckham has traits that no other wide receiver in the NFL have, and unless there's an injury, there's no reason to believe that that success won't carry I over. think I
4: mean, it's a fair point that the that he could be underrated in a way that most people do just think of him as a guy who makes great highlights, whereas he's could be a complete receiver. He is a complete receiver that could already be among or if not the best receiver in the game. That doesn't mean
2: that I, which I feel like is happening every third day in our newsroom, <laughs> I have to hear long soliloquies and self-explanation from this guy. I, I want to see him go do it again because that just means games are happening again. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> right. They, it's, it's every third day. It's look at him. He, he threw a softball. He struck
4: someone out. He climbed a Connor, Connor had, covered this territory. Well, yeah, and we've had enough. In his, his latest, or are
3: you kidding me? We've had recall.
4: enough. Well, on our network. So you're basically calling out uh, NFL Network.
2: It's that period of exhaustion in, in with Dan guys Helle. like Odell You're Beckham. Where calling he's out
4: Dan Helly, personally. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> they did a segment yeah, together. That's, a shot.
2: that's fine. I did not even see that. But I mean, am I, is the point that's lost? Odell shot. Beckham has been asked to talk too much, answer all these questions
4: enough. There, there are going to be. I think now we've done this long enough. Like four guys or two guys every off season that are just those are the guys this off season that are going to have a million articles and talk a million times. And it's unfortunate and it that's it's been ODB.
5: That unrelenting void of football news that must be filled is yep. the reason we have jobs.
3: Bad yeah. news moving on. Bad news for uh lovers of unintentional comedy. Marshawn Lynch's movie his uh is it biopic or biopic?
4: Biopic. I biopic. That is like yeah, I guess so.
3: It's biopic. Anyway, it's called Family First, the Marshawn Lynch story. And the tr- when the trailer dropped, or a, a promo clip of it dropped in late February, uh, it led to a lot of you know, a lot of people had fun with it, myself included. It was ridiculous. It looked terrible. It was <laughs> bad acting, stilted dialogue, poor lighting and editing. Everything about it, it was. I was really legitimately excited to see it. Well, we're never going to see it because Marshawn Lynch has put the kibosh on it. He owns the rights to the movie, and he was so upset with a director who was a, uh, a lifelong family friend for dropping that promo without any permission and by, I guess, the overall product uh, that came out of the production that they have decided not to ever release the movie. And Rolling Stone magazine, of all places, uh, did an uh, interview or did a post on it, a story about it, and this is what Lynch's agent, Doug Hendrix- Hendrickson, told Rolling Stone. He did a terrible job referring to the director. uh a man by the name of Mario Bobino. Uh, he did a terrible job, and the film will never be released. So, uh, you know, the NFL's version of the room, which I was very excited about, now will exist on a shelf somewhere in Marshawn Lynch's basement, unless some hero leaks it out to the public.
4: It's coming out. Everything comes out eventually. You know, the- <laughs> depends how tight
3: that inner circle is, because this is such a. It was a one hundred thousand dollar budget project. And it looked at, obviously, and it was really probably kept um, pretty tight within his crew of people. It seems like he tight, keeps a tight circle. And once the agent, well, I'm sure, played a role in saying this cannot get out there, got involved, and Lynch wasn't happy with the product, I'm sure they're they're taking a lot of measures to make sure it's not seen because it it looked like a pile of dog crap and I'm sure that's what it was.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't trust hmm. Francis Ford Coppola having to direct Marshawn Lynch. You know, Lynch's own acting abilities came be, across as part that of would the be issue. Fascinating. <laughs> I don't Marshawn know. Lynch, and Godfather I think part, part Four. We're giving him a little bit too much credit from the acting scene front because what we saw in the preview suggested what he was an old guy playing young and old at the same time. He's playing multiple ages.
3: That's a director's it, decision, but yes.
2: He didn't pull any of them. He didn't even he play didn't himself well. So it's like then you give it to this guy, a family friend, to take a $100,000 epic and go try to have your way with it. Well, please. I think we know Every, how it's going
4: to work. Everything out. comes out in the end. It's like that Wesseling sex tape we've all heard about. I mean, oh, event, eventually, we'll see it. You heard about <laughs> it. We, yeah, we were there. Sex. <laughs> what?
3: Do we have, TD, by the way, on the board, do we have any any clips from the Lynch we did. Biopic. We have
6: a new board now, and it's uh, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> people called me up and they said, "Dude, everything
4: confiscated." So they, they made you get rid of it. Yeah. Wow. NFL well, Brent I would
3: pretty. I would probably listen to him. Uh, so yeah, no Marshawn Lynch movie unless, as Greg predicts, it leaks. Sadly, <laughs> that's what's happening in the news. All right, let's start talking about it. It is the segment that's really starting to gain some buzz. Um, and uh, you know, listen, it only has one name. And if I can find it, I will repeat it.
4: Well, how about while you're looking, I'm going to add a little item to the news. Okay. Very quickly. Breaking news. It's not that big a deal. Just a little JPP update. We'll tack tack on to the end. How's uh, his hand? Rap sheet says he won't sign his franchise tag, which is very surprising to me. But it means that the Giants can't place him on the non-football injury list, which is a way that they could have avoided paying him. And so Mm. this is where this is all going, is fight over money, mm-hmm. and and it also indicates that, I don't know, that they don't think he'll be playing in, what early mess. in the year. Well, I think.
5: It, also, it indicates that he might miss two or three weeks to begin the season instead of six or seven.
4: Right, right. and if he doesn't sign that, it, it's interesting because they could always just get rid of him, but he, he must be confident enough that he's going to be playing this year and they're not going to want to get
3: rid of what him. What a mess. What a mess. This guy is a vital part of their defense.
4: Maybe Odell Beckham can rush the passer too. Mm. <laughs>
3: It's a shame people only remember me for my pass rushing skills. I'm a great wide receiver, too. All right, this is our segment. Good update, Greg. Listen, back from vacation, not even skipping a beat.
4: I I feel like I'm rusty right now. Okay, we're getting there.
3: Bring the heat. We're working our way back into the groove. Here's the next segment. Fake it till you make it. colon, making a point to make some observations about making the leap. Uh, So we have, uh, each of us have, uh, of course, um, well, I'm not writing any, but I'm reading them all many of them multiple times. We've unveiled 11 so far, and this would be a good time to, I guess, go around the horn, if you will, and uh, each uh, talk about one of the players that's been unveiled so far. And, Mark, I would like to start with you. And uh, you wrote about a player on the Saints that has some big shoes to fill.
2: Josh Hill, tight end. The so-called heir apparent for Jimmy Graham. And I – you know, there's not a lot – some of these guys – have a lot of tape because they're maybe not that young, some of the guys we've done. This guy is obviously has limited tape because, you know, when you have Jimmy Graham, he ate up all his snaps except for, you know, some red zone work and some preseason stuff. Coming away from what I saw, though, I, I feel like I, with the, the good thing about making the leap is you can learn about guys that you didn't maybe watch last season a whole lot. I, I really came away impressed with Josh Hill. It's kind of a tale of two two situations here because one I think physically he can do a lot of things that Sean Payton would want his athletic tight ends to do in that offense and he showed it in the preseason especially I think he's he's got excellent after the catch ability um, he's got like a 38 inch vertical mm. I mean they just let basically Sean Payton so all these scouts that said we want to go draft someone to take over a young tight end and he said we already have the guy. Any Anyone you go find me in last year's or this year's draft, we already have', them. so you know I think if you look at check out the piece enough all I put three or four highlights in there that really showed what I liked about them the most. The issue though is i I think that sometimes with these guys, we get excited about them, you know for good reason because of the way they've been talked about, maybe a year too early, and that could be the case here because even after all the spring practices a couple of the beat writer said. Ben Watson did all the work, that he was not really – and I Ben Watson's a completely different type of tight end, but maybe it's not going to just duplicate yeah, Jimmy like Grant. He's
4: 46 years old, Ben Watson. I'm just Josh, saying – If but, Josh but, Hill
2: is good, right. he'll be playing I think he's definitely going to be playing. I just think that some the, – the, the amount of work he's going to do and what he's going to the, – the chances, we'll see.
5: Well, he's uh, not going
4: to be out there blocking.
2: I was initially skeptical of him
5: when Peyton came out after the Jimmy – Graham trade because you don't see players of Josh Hill's measurables like you mentioned his speed his jumping ability you don't see skill position players like that fall out of the draft entirely mm. so why did so many teams miss on this guy but here's a great quote from from Sean Payton in March this Josh Hill is another player that I love I love when you look at his runs jumps height weight speed you look at his measurables and he didn't go to the combine thank God
3: I uh, one one point I'll make too is it is a little one of maybe a trope we didn't talk about but uh, whenever a big name player leaves a team uh, there is always that call the coach or the offense coordinator or the position coach will come out and say whoever this unheralded guy in the roster is he has all the tools to slide in and be that guy now I'm not that's not to take a shot at Josh Hill but this is exactly what of course they're going to say they think that they found somebody but it's not that easy to replace Jimmy Graham. And I, I would be stunned if he has half the production of what Graham did. Graham was a superstar guy when he was healthy.
2: And I think we've already talked about their offense changing, too, that, you know, from where we are at this point, it seems like you have Mark Ingram, you went out and got C.J. Spiller, who could, you know, could eat up a lot of catches for certain types of players in that offense, too. And then maybe, you, don't, you know, the whole thing was built around Jimmy yeah, Graham. If
4: it it's it fits that type of offense, two tight ends, and he's on the field yeah. catching passes, he could be their number two receiver. Brandon Cooks, I guess, is their number one receiver. If I had to get, they don't really have a number one receiver, but I would guess he would lead the team in catches for sure. I and think I, that's a safe bet. And I think Hill has a chance, at least, to to beat out Colston and be number two. And then we'd look pretty good. And you know why? Uh, we, you know, we get a lot of these making the leaps wrong. I I learned one thing. Uh, writing those fantasy football magazines every year, I used to mm-hmm. edit and write all those. And he, here's a little trick. You, you do a lot better on the bus list than you do on the sleepers list because, in general, people's expectations for everyone are too high. So you hit three-quarters of the bus because most people are ultimately disappointing. Right. That's what I've learned in life. Oh,
5: There's something something I learned doing <laughs> fantasy football, and I'm just too. saying and
4: if you if you picked optimism, it's tougher to do. It's tough to pick. Do we disappoint system. you a lot? No, I'm just saying. Oh. Well, we certainly the world. That's It's outside of the okay. podcast studio. Okay.
5: <laughs> Here's what I learned during my Road to World days. Yes. May, June, and July are for, for potential. October and November are for production. Mm. You hear all these young players talked up throughout May, June, and July, but if come November they don't know where they're going on the football field or if the quarterback doesn't trust them, they're not going to
4: play. Old Ladarius Green got us last year.
3: And when you talk about your road to world history and your fantasy history, I, I, I must remind everyone <laughs> that we are blowing it out uh, next month. It's going to be fantasy week for the Around the NFL podcast with two of the, two of the great minds and fantasy, uh, Greg Rosenthal, Chris Wessling, Mark's here, and I, I will host. Uh, we'll be just, you know, we'll, not every show will be completely about fantasy, but we will get into the fantasy and really give some, give some hot takes. Some-
2: it's my favorite part of the year. because of the endless disrespect from Dan Hanses towards one-fourth of this podcast. Didn't your wife's team, which you drafted, (laughs) basically lay waste to the entire league? Absolutely.
3: That's true. But
2: Dan overlooks things like facts in recent (laughs) history.
3: Hey, final thoughts on... That's not true. Maybe a little. Um, You, Mark,
0: wrote that
3: you believe that Josh Hill could have a Zach Ertz-type line, uh, what Ertz did in Philly last year, so... um, Fifty-eight catches, seven hundred and two yards, and five plus touchdowns. I think the Saints would sign off for that, right, in a second.
2: Yeah, I mean, I listen. I, this is the part of the exercise that I find sometimes a little bit insane because you know I went back and looked what we did <laughs> last year in picking numbers. Walk and Walking back with these guys. Well, now I'm walking it back. It's just that <laughs> I, I don't think you have. There's any. There's no way to know. I didn't with pick a any numbers, Unknown. It, any
4: either of my guys.
2: Hmm. All right, well, I did, but I think there's just, I'm saying out front, there's no way to know with a guy but that hasn't done it But you're saying that wouldn't shock season. you? It wouldn't you, shock okay. me if they continue to use the tight end yeah. the way they have in the past. He's the guy to fit the bill.
3: All right. Mark, let's keep talking a little Sessler. Piece you wrote, but actually Wes is going to talk about. That's a transition. That's called that funky was... transition. <laughs> that you'll only find it on fake it till you make it making a point to make some observations about making the leap. Number 12 on the list, Devontae Adams. Mark wrote a stellar piece, comprehensive in all ways, about the Packers wide receiver. But Wes is going to talk about him because when we budget out the podcast uh, before every show, we've been trying to get to this. Uh, Wes has some hot takes about Devontae Adams. And now the time has come, Christopher, to share them with us.
5: Well, I watched him for our series a couple months back when we did a redrafting the 2004 class. And Devontae Adams was a guy that I liked a lot more after I I did that project because on film he's not a guy who's going to blow you away with any physical attributes. Uh, He's got great leaping ability. That might be the most obvious thing to see because there's that video circling around of him dunking. I think it's through his legs and dunking it. But great athlete, but he's not a deep threat. He's not going to jump off the screen. He wins with route running and physicality, which works great with what Aaron Rodgers does because he throws a lot of slants and crossing routes. And Adams was great on those. He he's not, he's not great at gaining separation, but he has a double move that reliably got him separation against veteran corners. He reminds me a lot of an early career Michael T- Crabtree with strong hands and physicality.
4: Mm. And the just the the level of effusiveness of the pra- I mean, you can tell they think he's a more talented player than a James Jones ever was. Yeah, they think he can be a number one type of player like like Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, who weren't first round picks either. And if one of
2: those – I think he's he's going to have a massive year. If one of them goes down with an injury at one point, they sound extremely confident that he could step in and be a full-time player. I mean, he played a lot of snaps last year. I think there was only like five rookies that played more mm. snaps at the at the position than he did last season. And doing the film watching on him, there was a play that I showed you last week, the Cowboys game, where he catches it basically – on the sideline, turns around and pushes a Cowboys cornerback off with one hand. I mean, he's strong and he uses, he's not extremely fast, but he's extremely physical. It's a promising sign that his biggest games came in the Packers' biggest yeah. games against
5: the Patriots when that was the game of the regular season and then against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Well, how many
4: rookies can you say won games for your team? He won the Patriots game. I came out of that thinking if they didn't have Devontae Adams on the team, that matchup won them the game. I mean, if you can get a rookie, especially a rookie receiver, to win you a game or two, that's, that's a huge plus and a sign that he's going to be doing some big things. Well,
2: on a team that doesn't lack for receivers, and you wouldn't necessarily even see a rookie spe- you know, stepping up in a big position like that. What, what is this offense missing? I don't think they're missing anything. Mm. Like the quarterback position is a little shaky.
5: One <laughs> thing that's <laughs> overlooked is they might have the best offensive line in the NFL. I mean, the Cowboys get credit for it. Packers have been together for a long time in that offensive line. And you they could, were great last year. Yeah,
4: you could say a premier left tackle or someone, a guy you think is going to be like a pro bowler at any point in his career. You know, I guess you could. But, but then you
2: it, see Rodgers dancing around in the pocket the way he does. It's like he makes up for I mean,
4: he you know, he helps make up for some of that. I don't know. And the, I, think odd, I think the odds I think the odds on being right on this one are especially high because I think, you know, yeah. between Nelson and Cobb someone someone will probably get hurt at some point and he'll get his chances to be a starter mm-hmm. for part of the I year. I
3: think we're all kind of in the camp that this could be a potentially special, potentially record breaking offense. My only question is we say yeah, if Cobb are Jordy Nelson get hurt, he slides into the void. But what if that doesn't happen? What if they're all healthy? Does he get lost in the mix, or does he still make an impact uh, that shows up in the stat sheet?
5: I think it'll be a lot lot, lot like last season. It'll show up big for some games, but it depends on the coverage. If they're going to double cover Nelson or Cobb, Adams will have a huge game, but if they single cover those guys, maybe he's not – Rodgers will keep looking to Nelson and Cobb instead of Adams. I think
2: it – Inconsistency probably. Yeah, and it helps that they don't have some sort of go-to tight end that's eating up a big chunk of what Adams would have. I mean, I looked at every third wideout on the Packers since McCarthy and Rodgers were together, and the numbers were what you think they were. They were not overly impressive. They're very average, but the way they used him last year, like you said, he blows up in certain spots, and – Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb have had injury issues here and there. They're going to miss some games. Can you imagine this offense with your Michael Finley
5: too? That mm. would be crazy.
2: Yeah, I think he would have been the one to I, take away from his Adams' production potentially feel, like f- that.
4: I feel like Finley is not going to have a good year this year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> too soon.
3: <laughs> uh, un- all right. Unfeeling. Moving on, Greg Rosenthal, you wrote – we were just talking about the Cowboys and their offensive line. How about their defensive line with number 15 – on our making the leap list. Tyrone Crawford. Uh you you saw him make some guards look like fools this year, didn't you?
4: Yeah, one of them was Kyle Long, who uh Daniel Jeremiah was talking to some people. He he helped influence this uh choice of Tyrone Crawford, DJ did. Uh I I believe he works at this network in some other capacity, but I'm not
3: I I am actually not familiar not sure with sure what he does. What you're talking T
4: D would jump in, but he's not listening right now.
6: I was listening to the Move Stakes podcast. What are you guys talking about? <laughs>
4: uh, Tyron Crawford made Kyle Long look bad on one sack. And I just, w- watching Cowboys games, thought he always stood out to me. And I did a little more digging, and I found out, you know, he was coming off a torn Achilles tendon. And usually that takes a while to get back on it. He looked very good coming off of that. And he was not supposed to be a defensive tackle last year. He spent the entire offseason practicing at defensive end. Injuries happened. They really needed someone. He switched in week two to defensive tackle. Uh, And he was fantastic. And he was kind of in a part-time role. I think they're going to get him more snaps this year. But he's just a guy you watched. And he's always in the backfield. He didn't quite finish a lot of plays, but he had a lot of hurries. 29 hurries, 12 QB hits, which is huge numbers for a guy who only played about half the snaps last year. So I like a little Tyrone Crawford. We know he's going to be on national TV enough to get some buzz.
3: Did I read this correctly? A poor man's in Domkin Sue on well, tape. It's
4: high praise. Now, that was, what, that was what DJ said to me. and He Saucy. he was one of the, the names that came back to him from other executives saying, who are some young players you think could bust out? And they thought Crawford, because of his strength, they kind of reminded him of Sue, that he's always just going, 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 pushing, 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 that kind of player. You know, to be honest, most of the the hurries and the hits and the sacks he had were from beating people on moves, too. So I think he's versatile. He was a fun guy to watch. After reading this, it seemed like you believe he could be the best defensive player on the Cowboys. I thought that last year. For the first half of the year, I thought he was the best. Probably per play, he was. I mean, I'm not exactly stepping on a limb here. Pro Football Focus liked him a lot, too. They had him as a top 15 guy as a part-time player. So if he just increased his snaps, that would make him one of the best guys in the entire league. Is there
2: any obstacle attached to this
4: player on any level? No, he's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the podcast. I mean, he didn't, you know, play a lot last year. That could be a problem. He's a defensive tackle, you know, so just getting noticed is never going to be that easy. He's not a a big guy for a defensive tackle. You know, I say he's not big, but relatively for a defensive tackle. (laughs) Yes, he's large. He, He would be like four times bigger than any of us
2: a poor man's smaller version of a Sue then
3: like almost like a you a would keep in a pocket and walk around the park Oh that would be cute a little cute <laughs> little football player
4: Whoever heard of a cowboy guy uh being kind of under the radar too Can I mean, I? When when you watch the, their games I always like hey that Tyrone Crawford he always he always made three three or four plays every game that makes it How about
3: Jarrah, who's taken t- plenty of deserved criticism in the last 10 15 years or whatever they got some good players on this roster. They've they've done better in the personnel department Absolutely. than they well, did during the dark period in the early aughts.
2: There may be more I think there're more checks and balances in in house at this point and they look at this the risks they took the so-called risks on some of these Gregory and the
4: offensive linemen. I mean if they hit on those he's going to be seen in a holder point. And we'll we'll move on from him soon, but that's one of the reasons why I picked him up is there's other good people around him now too. At some point they could have a line of Gregory, Hardy, Demarcus Lawrence, and uh, Tyrone Crawford. Uh, Mm. You're cooking with gas there. That could be (laughs) fun. You can move Hardy inside if you want. He did that in in Carolina. And this was uh, a guy, their defensive coordinator, Marinelli, he had Warren Sapp. I mean, that's this position. He made Henry Melton a lot of money in Chicago by playing this position. And now here he is in Dallas coaching him up.
3: Uh, Excellent point, Greg. Great job, Greg. Welcome back. Now the rust has been knocked off and. (laughs) Just hitting bombs.
5: Greg just set his own personal record for most arm raises in one post. (laughs) A lot of celebrating. Celebrating my Tyrone
4: Crawford excitement.
3: Great job. Finally, number nine on our list, and it's the most recent one. You can see all of these at NFL.com slash making the leap. Sam Bradford, Eagles quarterback. We've talked about him a lot, but it's it's worth uh, talking about him again now because, uh, Wes, you wrote the piece on this that – Bradford enters a great, great situation for quarterbacks. We knew that. But what we're trying to figure out now, we're trying to make sense of as people in the football world, is this guy was a former number one overall pick who flashed legitimate star skill at times, blows out his knee twice. Now, for him to be on the making the leap list, that means that we believe, or Chris believes, that not only is Bradford going to be healthy or healthy enough, he is now going to thrive and become the player the Rams always wanted him to be.
5: <laughs> I'm not convinced of that, okay. he's an interesting guy to write about, but he's a maddening player to watch. I mean he's just he's the most maddening quarterback to watch in the NFL. Mm. he's got he's as physically gifted as just about anybody, and he approaches the game like he's Alex Smith. I mean I, just watching him there's like three plays a game where he throws it beyond 10 yards out of 40 passes. It's just maddening that he checks down the entire game. And it's just – I don't know how much of that is the Rams' scheme and his surrounding talent. I know that no no quarterbacks ever had more excuses made for him than Sam Bradford. I don't know how much of it's is true. is this
3: the way to look at it? This is the kind of the put-up-or-shut-up season for him? Because no one's going to say the scheme uh, held back Sam Bradford this year. If he's healthy and he doesn't produce, it's hard to imagine him ever really stepping up at this point in his career.
5: You would think so, but – Sam Bradford attracts scouts, executive, and coaches like he's the hottest bell at the ball. I mean, this guy's done nothing in six years. Really, since he had a good rookie season, he's I done think- nothing but regress in five years since then. And couch coaches and scouts drool over him still. He he could have gone for more than a first round draft
4: pick. He's a good looking tra- guy.
2: There you go. Is uh, it hard to Tanner. say like this is he's this seven. is a make or break, put up or shut up year when he's coming off of two massive knee injuries? We've never seen a quarterback come back from that as far as I can remember. And if anything, even with one, you'd say, oh, well, he's not going to be the same this year. You almost have to project to next season when his knee is mm. potentially healthy. I mean, how what are, what can we really expect physically from Sam Bradford? He was hobbling just a couple weeks might, ago. Might
4: make or break for his next contract, though. He's going to be a free agent well, that, after yeah. the year. So that, that, if he plays well for six games, he could have one of those Tony Romo or... Colin Kaepernick contracts
5: well I mean the knee is the easy thing but to me the most important thing is Chip Kelly has to rewire this guy the way he plays I mean the most telling sign was that Austin Davis came in third string undrafted rookie quarterback and accomplished things in his first three NFL games that Sam Bradford never did in six years 69% 69% completions in three straight games, 7.5 yards per attempt. Bradford had never done that over a three-game stretch in his entire career, and he had devolved into this guy who just wouldn't take chances on the football. But
4: everyone gets those numbers in Philly. so if That's nothing what I'm saying. Else, i mean Nothing else. Sam Bradford's just got to – Does that even
3: mean that he takes the leap, though, if he puts up – if he puts up Mark Sanchez numbers, does that mean that Sam Bradford no. took the leap or does no. it mean that he just is playing at the level of any quarterback? No, he'd
4: system? have to be better than that. Sanchez made too many mistakes, was too up. His numbers were good, but I don't think anyone watching him thought he was Sanchez was
5: really accurate. His ball placement was impeccable between the numbers, but he's absolutely horrendous outside the numbers and downfield.
3: Can we expect Bradford to be better than that? Well, he's got he the arm. Yeah,
5: I think he's got the arm and his decision making is a little bit better. And his ball placement's really good. I think it just comes down to, are you going to trust your offensive line and your wide receivers enough to throw the ball down the field once in a while?
3: Mark Sessler. Yes, sir. Sam Bradford on the Eagles in 2016.
2: Yes. I, I think that Kelly had his chance to move on this guy multiple times, and I think the the faith in him is real. And, I mean, again, I Unless don't – Sure, if he completely stinks, but I think it's more about what's his opportunity going to be. Because if he's not fully healthy, I don't think he, I think Sanchez starts the year potentially. I think if he can stay healthy, this this one
4: will look good and he'll play well.
2: Well, we just said yeah a couple of weeks ago we said if he played all sixteen games or played fourteen or fifteen and ended the season on, in a promising fashion, in Sam Bradford's world, isn't that making the leap? Yeah, I would rather have Sam Bradford as
5: my quarterback than Nick Foles, so I I, I agree. I like. I like the potential to hit on this one.
3: Fake it till you make it, guys. <laughs> Dan, well, Dan, what is you it know, again?
2: It's, it's Fake immo- it till you make it,
4: colon. Dan can making be separated from the entire make exercise. Make some observations. About? Go. There <laughs> you go. Greg,
3: read it out. Go ahead. Feels good, doesn't it?
4: Fake it till you make it, colon. Making a point to make some observations about making the leap.
3: That's it. NFL.com <laughs> slash making the leap.
4: Faking that whole thing was a good idea. <laughs> we did it until we made it.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yes, Greg's back and he's on fire. All right. Before we go again, I was teasing a little bit of a, something that came up. I was uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was listening back to the show as I do, taking notes, pros and cons on each of the members of the uh, of the show. Um, and the outro music played. And let's just hear the outro music for our show. And it occurred to me that I'm a little, and let me know if you guys agree. I'm a little over the outro music. Yeah. Isn't it? See, I don't even I don't even really remember anymore how it came to be, but I feel like maybe we can do better. Am I crazy to think that?
5: I'm as over this outro music as I am of TD's "Cool in the Gang Drop."
3: Okay, well, that says that speaks volumes right there. So, what uh, what I did was uh, I asked each of the members of the Around the NFL team, and I included myself in this, to put the faith in the hands of Sully. And uh, and TD behind the glass, and I don't know if the Irishman McGinnis is involved with this, but I said, this is what we're going to do. Each of the members of the podcast, the four of us, are going to give you ten words to describe what we imagine the new outro song of the Around NFL podcast to sound like. And then it will be up to you to go through our library mm. the, uh, and choose something that's similar to that. And then hopefully, A, uh, behind the glass, you guys do a good job picking uh, something that's representative of the explanation that we provided, and B, maybe as a group, the four of us, or maybe the listeners, can decide what to actually use. Mm. Um, so I thought this would be a good exercise. I mean, Christ, it's, it's July seventh, so you know, let's do it. Uh, so TD, uh, first, before we tee up the first, the first description with the accompanying song, did you find and Sully, did you find this to be difficult?
6: Not at all. As uh, as you guys may not know, in my other life, I was a breakdance dan- break dancer. In this <laughs> life, though, I am a pretty good house party DJ. Oh, okay. I love about, about the music. And the trick is you don't set the mood. You compliment the mood. You Ooh. see what's going on, and then you... Mm. And you hit the tracks, and everyone has a good time. So I had fun with this one. Sully involved in this as well, and he was loving it. And he was downstairs laughing like he usually does
3: coming okay. up with new stuff. I mean, that guy, he is outgoing and friendly, and he's got a sense of humor to him, that Sully. Yeah, that guy, man.
6: That's weird stash, but, you know. <laughs> a little bit weird.
3: Um, all right, so why don't we I'll, – I'll go first. All so, right. again, this these are the rules, and I hope – and I didn't see anybody else's, but I hope everyone followed the rules. Ten word max, okay? This is what I wrote. Hip hop hip hop tinged victorious celebratory adventurous spirit, sonically fresh, and let's hear what you got what you got out of that all right, here's what we got A
6: little tinge, a little bouncy mm-hmm.
3: all right, listen, i'm gonna say it right, bang, drop it, oh yeah yeah, yeah okay you you guys did a great job with this, this is. This is exactly when I this is this is an adventurous spirit to this. I'll open it up to the floor.
4: I like it. That's a really strong uh, opening salvo. I I, rem- I even told you at the time you you sent that out by mistake to everyone.
3: No, oh, you haven't seen ours. Fool. We
5: were told to send it out to everyone. Well, whatever it was. No, I was I, said when, to I, when send I send th-
3: it to the people behind the glass only.
5: I was Wha- told by TD to send
4: it to this is all.
3: When
4: <laughs> Dan sent that out, I said that that's the song I want he pretty much oh, he huh. really stole what I was High thinking. Five, and Greg. That was it. That was it. T D did it. Maybe I'll go next then. We'll see right, Let's if, see, what, see how mine's a little different.
3: Let's see if it's the same song. Let's or who knows. Okay, what was yours, Greg? Uh
4: mine was foreboding
3: <laughs> Rhythmic. That's weird. Okay.
4: End of days. Youthful. Party's <laughs> over. Jaunty.
3: Ooh.
6: Backstory to this too. Greg then it's like came up 14 over. different
4: things.
2: How can it be Jaunty and Party over? <laughs> That's why I'm... <laughs> end three. of days slash jaunty. Gotcha.
4: <laughs> it's like it's it's like the the end of days is coming. No more coming, description. Part of this
6: exercise is they just right. get... Well, they, Greg words. also came over to my workstation and we spoke about Lil Wayne and the cheating. 3 album. That's cheating. The outro. It was so. the Carter. Oh, you were
5: politicking? All right. That should the, be held against <laughs> Greg's pick.
3: Let's be honest. It was honest. the Carter 2. All right. Go ahead.
4: The, let's go. the outro.
3: A little. It takes a while for it to drop, which is Listen. what exactly what you want in a ten-second. <laughs> yeah, you are building it
6: up. All right, till Thursday. What is this, Yanni?
3: <laughs> what is that? Well, let me just try this one out. It's. Uh, I like this. All right, that's one. it yeah. for another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Blah blah oh, blah. No no no. We,
6: we got to do that again. We got to, you got to be doing that while it's rising. You ready okay okay. Let's go. do it.
3: All right let's go. All right that's it for another edition of the Around the League podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go home and drown myself in my bathtub and i hope you guys will come to my funeral uh and whoever's taking on the show after me good luck till tuesday Ooh, that oh, sounded good that, that was pretty that good sounded
5: good <laughs> the room explodes wait
2: uh,
3: dan but you did an excellent job you gotta nail the timing <laughs> on that one
2: a politicking against greg to remove his song
4: but then it it went back against you because of that perfect drop right there. That, that was that was nice. That was I nice. think what you did was you listened to the words they gave you very well. That uh, no matter what, whether it's better than Dan the song or not, I think you. I like, like them, them
3: both so far. I didn't like a l- that little like scratch yeah. thing. I was kind of like Hanson Dust Brothersy, and I wasn't into that. But everything else was good. Wes, yours.
5: Inspired syncopated funk dropped from Mount Olympus like manna from heaven. Hmm.
3: <laughs> Interesting. And and uh, this feels like something TD and Sully might struggle with, but let's see what they got.
6: So, yeah, to pull the curtain back, we're already up in the studio at this point. So, Sully went on this. I have full faith in him, but in case it messes Ask up. That's that book. <laughs> this is all Sully right here. Let's check it out. <laughs> it takes a little while for it to drop as well. We have Rice's music, so I'm not worried about that. A little funky.
3: Okay. I was uh, thinking right. more along the lines right.
5: of Parliament or Shaka Khan and Rufus. Mm.
3: You, this seems a little more blues rocky. Yeah, I, I don't... I will say, although I liked uh, Wes's description, not an easy thing to work off for in terms of yeah, putting was, together the Sonic palette. That was tough. <laughs> that was yeah. tough, yeah. We sort of have to, like...
4: I think it's safe to say that's not... That one's a loser. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it does not reflect either on Sully or no, Wes. It not, it I, just, I, I
5: must not have reported whoever, it.
3: Whoever's the generic artist... Be better. Now, finally,
5: Mark. (laughs) Hold on. Let's see. That's right there.
2: All right. Ten words. Hallucinogenic. Boundary stretching. Alien mind from solar depths. Not Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) I
6: like Kanye. That's all you needed. It's the last bit. All right. All right. Let's go.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. It was a great show. (laughs)
6: No, that's all it does. It just sits there, kind of like Mark doing a podcast.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Can't go a show without <laughs> just some wild shot from TD that makes no sense. Um, Atmospheric.
3: Yeah, no, it, it, I feel like it does sync up with the description. What do you think, Mark? Is this what you gonna Yeah, I like
2: mind? it. I, I like it. I don't think it fits mm. the what we're looking for. Right? I wouldn't call that boundary stretching.
3: Not quite. All right, finally. So <laughs> I think we can narrow it down to the first two. So can we hear the first two one more time? All right. And maybe, I don't know, should we decide here or should we let the listeners decide? Let we'll the, the listeners Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. And, T.D., and, you figure out how to facilitate this on Twitter. But this is, let's call this uh, the old Zeuser option. <laughs> <laughs> the outro. The outro. That's, an, that's it for another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will be back next week with Billy Crystal and Shaka Khan. Until then. Quite a pull.
6: I would say it needs to be versatile enough because sometimes if we have some outtakes that we want to put on the back end, it'll be good enough to put underneath.
3: And now, uh, finally, Greg's. This would be the boss version. I like it. I like it. I don't know why. It works.
4: Get the road going. I like them both. The I like them both. I actually, kind of like Dan. I right
3: I here. do, and I I like mine a little better. No, I like but I both. wouldn't fight this one. No,
4: I like them both. I think
3: mine is more uh more better across the board, but yours has the. Real moment of splendor, I would it say. It does have a it moment of well. splendor. Yeah. It does
6: require you to do
3: some more work, though. I know. I don't like that shows either. a little bit better. I don't want to do any more no, work. No, come on, it's tricky. Anyway, but it's not my decision. It's the listener.
6: It's like counting you down on live TV. You know. All right.
3: What? Well, just since we'll never hear it again, let's do an actual outro with Wes's clunker. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. we got to go. We got to go to a meeting right now. All right, partners. That's it for another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We'll be back. Thursday with another show. It's going to be a, a rollicking good time. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and Teddy and Sully, and the Irishman behind the glass. I don't like them Irishmen. Till then...